Kaori Maiki, Tene Hotaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Liz Truss resigns after 45 days in office, the shortest tenure in British history. Epic turmoil in England, that just after four this afternoon. And in the aftermath of those extraordinary floods in Nelson, the small city is lumped with massive repair bills. Who should pay? Mayor Nick Smith joins us uh, after four also. And today, mental health apps, they're on the rise. You might even have downloaded one yourself. They can... We can be dazzled by these shiny new apps, but do they replace real connection? That on the panel today. Also, Punukaki Marine Reserve on the West Coast has experienced widespread, widespread loss of its main species of kelp. And that gorgeous kelp there is really part of the package, isn't it? Where has it gone? And we did not get time for this yesterday, but actor James Corden apologises for his behaviour at a restaurant, shouting, get us another round of drinks this second. Now, if you are in the service sector, waitstaff retail, I would like to know how common is this sort of rude customer behaviour. Have you experienced sort of this sort of behaviour? Text us, 2101, or you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our panel today, two foodies, if you like. Um, Nalini Baruch, uh, founder and director of Lot 8 Limited Olive Oils. Nalini, kia ora, Bula. Welcome to the panel. Bula Wallace and Bula, um, my neighbour. Neighbour? Really? Martin Bosley. My, he's my regional neighbour. I'm in Martin Brothers <laughs> in Greetown. Well, well <laughs> let's bring him on. He's food writer, chef, now counsellor. For South Wired Up a Great Town Ward, Martin Kira. Are you Kira. Nalini's neighbour? In a manner of speaking, yeah, there's uh, just a short distance between between us, yeah, about fifteen minutes. So it's, uh, as Nalini said, she's in uh, Martin, but I'm, I'm in Great Town. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Centre of the universe. I've told you that before, Wallace. Yes, Great you've town. you've repeatedly yes. said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um haven't been there for many years. I'd love to go. Anyway, to this. By the way, um, <gasps> there are long weekend Jesus. delays, wet weather, minor crashes and holiday traffic all starting to impact the Auckland motorway network. If you are heading out, please do be patient and allow extra time to get to your destination this afternoon. And do expect delays on State, State High 1 between Ashburton and Christchurch. Uh, and also around the Motu, but uh, particularly those places, and do uh, drive to conditions be safe. Now, uh, opening our Friday mailbag, let's get to this first. Ed Amon, uh, panellist the other day, got people talking with his feedback on feedback. Why do people want feedback instantly all of a sudden? And, by the way, keep your prezi card, Ed said. Uh, someone said, I too resent the requests for feedback. Recently, I spent hours trying to make contact with the company. Then after I eventually did, they asked for feedback. Put more people on the phones was all I wanted to say. Uh, another one here, feedback from NIB. The other words for this, and have you ever attempted to talk to anybody? Hopeless. Um, Wallace, I won a $100 prezi card from Vodafone after tourist feedback. I found that... Emailing the CEO is a very effective way of getting problems resolved rapidly rather than waiting long, painful months dealing with the overseas-based customer service team who, to my mind, is doing nothing. Um, I agree with Ed. These feedback loops are borderline harassment. A purchase is a transaction that starts with payment, ends with the receipt of goods. If not satisfactory, then the buyer is the one that should initiate contact. 
Um, round the panel on this, uh, Nalini, so, you know, you get the plumber around or you get someone around and then you ask for feedback. Do you fill in the customer surveys? Oh, I just had my car serviced and I've just received uh, two emails from them because I didn't respond to the first one um, half a day ago. So, But I think uh, in, in all fairness, uh, Wallace, there might be a likelihood that some of the staff that serviced my car was so people who sold that appliance or took the phone call are actually commission-based staff. And so it's your feedback that determines what they get paid. I'd love to hear that from your listeners, whether that is true. But I think that is probably why we are being hit so oh, often by, please tell us what you think. Yeah. That's, that's uh, Lotte that's doesn't a, do that, by the way. Uh, who, Lotte, you're, you, you guys don't we do don't it? Do okay. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, very good, no. Nalini. Uh, what do you think of that, Martin? Is it a little bit chilling, the uh, fact that people's jobs are predicated um, significantly on the sort of feedback that the customers give. Yeah, I'd hate to think that people, you know, that it affected their jobs or their, or their, their, their income. The worst feedback for mm-hmm. me is the one that, um, that a waiter asks me halfway through my main course. When they come, they go, and how are we going? <laughs> like, how, how, how are we going? How are we going? <laughs> you know, I want you to go away, mate. <laughs> you know, like halfway through, they want the feedback. It's like, I'll let you know when it's all over, shall I? I'll let you know if the sick feeling just ever goes away. I don't know. Um, I just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, a real, I'm not, I'm not a huge into it. I just usually delete the emails that come and ask for the feedback. Unless there is something terribly wrong and I think you would benefit from some feedback, in which case I don't hold back. Okay. And, um, the, chef is, I, yeah, the, yeah. the chef is probably shaking in his shoes and said, Martin Grossley's in the restaurant. Could you yeah. check and see how he's doing? Yeah. Just check and see how he's doing. I could only yeah, imagine. No, I just think it's, yeah, there's gratification that we need of like, you know, just no, no, go away. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what Ed's yeah. point was. It was the, uh, not that he didn't mind yeah. giving the feedback every now and then, but it's yeah. every time. And it's that instant mm. gratification. Yeah, good point. Anyway, the groundswell protest that it's, happened yesterday, a few hundred people, um, gathered across the country, some tractors as well, weren't there? Um, we get a, we got a big response because we had one of the co-organisers rather of Groundswell on the panel yesterday. You can, By the way, if you have missed it or if you missed any panel episode, just go to rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel and you can listen to them anytime at your leisure. Anyway, someone says, as a farmer, I feel we are made scapegoats with the greenhouse emissions. We're in a natural circular carbon cycle and being told to cut food output. This is Pete's opinion, hot take on this. While polluting activities like tourism, cruise ships, international travel and domestic travel, they're being welcomed and encouraged. Warren says, imagine if we made life so hard for farmers that they all gave up. What would you eat, Wallace? And Trish says, Wallace, as a farmer, I am fed up with groundswell. They do not speak for those of us who are trying to find a balance between looking after the planet and farming to feed the planet. They seem to react to every single pro-planet initiative with negativity. Is uh, a little bit of feedback, got a bit of feedback on this, Nalini, but uh, you're, you're a person of the land. You would have been following this topic. I am, and I'm a, I'm a person who grows trees, so I'm putting oxygen back in the into the environment so people like you could breathe it. But, um, look, I, we have to go a long, long way back when, when it comes to talking about these protests. So um, I just want to leave it with this. We need to better prepare people for what's to come. 
Okay. And when I say we, I mean politicians primarily. Look out 5, 10, 15, 20 years and tell people what's coming towards us, literally, and if we don't do something about it now, in 20 years' time, this is what will happen, where you'll have to take immediate measures to repair the world. Martin? I, you know, we're all responsible. There's collective responsibility right. in it, no doubt. Martin? Sorry, Martin. Sorry, yeah, no, 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 you haven't seen fun. I just... Um... The connection was really, really bad there, so I actually missed the, the last part of what you were saying. I'm sorry. Don't worry. We'll keep going um, because no, there's really. lots to get through. Um, now, yeah, your AC's, sorry, I just, I just, it was all garbled. Sorry. Your ACC stories, for the most part, good, uh, but if you have a more unusual issue, it can be an issue. We talked about ACC yesterday. Um, uh, Rose says, my daughter injured on a trampoline, age 11, in Vicargo, dislocated collarbones off the head of her sternum, a very rare injury. Oh. ACC was heinous until I hired a lawyer in Dunedin and we won our claim and then they were great for the most part. It was a nightmare and extremely stressful for a parent with an injured child. Uh, And I can only imagine um, that scenario, extraordinary stuff. I I went on there and said, look, I, I had a terrible accident last year and actually my personal experience was that ACC were very very good but um, for those rarer things Martin um, there are you know there are other stories that come through yeah I mean I, I, I like you Wallace um, had an accident last year and um, have nothing but praise for ACC the treatment and the care that I received from them was uh, was exemplary um, but I have been, you know, at the same time, I've been told other horror stories as well from people who've experienced that, so I don't doubt that for a minute. Um, but I think we are extraordinarily lucky in this country that a thing called ACC does exist. Uh, and, when it, and when it works well, it works extraordinarily well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm, sure I'm sure there are bad stories. That's not been my experience of it. Uh, but uh, I was extraordinarily grateful for them that they did exist when I had my accident. Okay, it is five to four, and it's time for I've Been Thinking. Nalini Baruch, what's your IBT this afternoon? I've been thinking about something for a very long time. I can't remember when you last had Chris Finlayson on the panel, and Chris made a mention which stuck in my head and is still eating away at it, and that was uh, about food at Bellamy's in Parliament, you know, the restaurant that's based in Parliament. He hated it. And I thought... I hated it, yes. And I thought, somebody needs to qualify that statement, and I hope Chris is listening because I'd love Chris to do the same thing I'm about, I'm about to do. Pa- Bellamy's in Parliament in the last five years has been owned by Logan Brown and operated by Logan Brown. And I do not believe that is the Bellamy's that Chris Finlayson was talking about. The chef, Joshua Ross, who's the chef there at the moment, he's just come in third at an international competition. And I can tell you, they're not my customers. I've eaten there and the food is excellent, and it's open to the public. So um, if Chris oh. is on sometime soon, maybe he might just want to tell us all that that is not the Bellamy he was talking about. Well, well, the well. of the last five years. Feedback. We want the feedback. That's well, uh, never mind feedback. Uh, now that I know that it's owned by Logan Brown, I wouldn't mind eating the Bellamy's myself. You should. You should. Can you, can you go in and just – can anyone go in? Yes, yes, it's open to the public now. Yes. You still well, have to be frisked when you arrive. You still I, have to go through security. I did not know that. I didn't know. If you have been to Bell- Bellamy's recently, how did you find it? There's your favourite this afternoon. Text me, 2101. Uh, that name of the chef again? 
Joshua Ross. Ross. Who? The wonderful Joshua Ross. Joshua Ross. All right, very good. Martin yeah, Josh, Bosley. Josh Ross. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Well, well the, um, the last 10 days I've been um, travelling around the Motu, uh, sort of visiting restaurant clients of, uh, of mine, sort of cafes to luxury lodges and sort of everything in between. And for the most part, things, most things are sort of copacetic. Everybody's like in working order. It's going well. Apart from the fact they all seem to be the same in the face, the face problem. And that is, and we, we all know about the, the shortness of staff that's affecting every industry. Um, but this one is just employees just not showing up to work. Um, and you know, I was at a franchise sandwich cafe yesterday, uh, and there's a little sign on the door that said, um, you know, three staff had not shown up that day. The guy was on by himself, so could be really pleased to be patient with him. Uh, and when I made a comment to him, he said, oh, look, it's not just me. All the other franchises are saying the same thing. Um, and I was with one of my seafood suppliers last week, and you know, he had on one day, they had 23 knife hands not show up on a single day to work, um, you know, which reduced their capacity to sort of process tons of fish. And just like talking to people, it seems like there's this new phenomenon um, since lockdowns. And, you know, we sort of come back from being locked up for eight weeks and the pandemic has sort of seems to have given us a, like a different view of work. Uh, and there's like this sort of unsettled behavioural change, especially in the sort of physical workforce, you know, I guess like, you know, like hospitality, those, you know, who can't work from home. And I just sort of wonder how employers are going to have to adapt this sort of new reality, given the shortage in the labour force. You can't just fire them for not showing up or go through that, all that their process. And you've and seen this. You've seen the old one. no. You've I'm, seen the old no yeah. show quite a bit. Absolutely, and I'm hearing it. Like I would have visited. I don't know this week alone, I visited 13, 13 different establishments. Yeah. All of them said the same thing. Really? You know, um, you know one, yeah, just say three staff didn't show up. And they're doing the numbers. It's not, and there's no, hey, look, can't come in today, not feeling great. It's just like they just don't show up. The next day they arrive as though nothing's as though nothing is wrong. And they're like, we're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place because mm. there is no labour pool to, to tip into. But they're saying they're all mm. having to adapt to this, having to work around this is what it might be. You know, how do we get, you know, will it ever come back? Well, we seem to have I never. Attitude and I just wanted to like... The no-show no phenomenon. Martin, how, how we're into the pit. Martin, no we're into the, the no-show of the employee. Nalini Baruch, Martin Bozzi with me. Uh, you're on the panel this afternoon till 5pm. Stay with us.